what is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belle Biv DeVoe. This is Julie Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India Ari. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. Hey, Michelle is our guest this weekend. From love and hip-hop to her own show, to making country music? That's right. She's going to talk all about it coming up on Cafe Mocha. Angelique, Lonnie Love, and Yo-Yo joining us from Alon's Voyage is Allison Owens, travel expert. Hey, Allison, how are you? Fine, thanks. How are you doing? Great. Time to get some traveling in. And I wonder just, you know, out the gate, because my family already did like a cruise in February, and I said no because of covid are people back to like their regular traveling now that COVID is quote unquote over? People are out the door. I mean, they are not <laughs> hesitating any longer. They are traveling in earnest and it's been great. I mean, it's it's lovely to see people out and about again and they're, they're you know, all that pent up energy, they are ready to go. What are some of the hot places, Allison, that people are going? Greece and Italy are always at the top of the list. And so they book up really fast. I mean, they book up in the fall um, and then like December and January. And then you have other island destinations. The Caribbean is hot. Um, Seychelles, Mauritius, you know, some just island destinations are, are, are really popular. How safe is Mexico, though? Right. <laughs> you know, Mexico is, is pretty safe. I mean, it depends on where you're going, you know, obviously. Um, Cabo San Lucas you know, tends to be a really hot spot. Um, Cancun, you know, that's hot, but it just depends on what's going on. So I always, you know, check it ahead of time, you know, check the um, the news and things. But um, Riviera Maya is popular. Um, so, I mean, you know, Mexico is good. It, it just depends on where you're going and when you're going. I want to go somewhere, but I'm on a budget. Where's a good place to go? So how many people and how long are you going for? Like a week. Does that work? And me okay. and one person, like me and my boo, something like that. I can get the kids to, you know, my mom to watch the kids. <laughs> so, you know. Okay. And <laughs> and if, do you want an all-inclusive or do you want something that, you know. It's, I want drinks. Know, little, yeah. Little, I want drinks. I love yeah. all-inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's interesting because people, you know, often come to me and say, yes, I want to book all-inclusive, but. Sometimes um, the programs are such that you need to be drinking a whole lot to to, to be able to you know um, put the all inclusive to make it to make it make sense. But um, all inclusives are really popular in Mexico. They're popular in Jamaica. They're popular popular in the Dominican Republic. So it just depends on where you're going. Um, I would say for a week and two people. I mean, it might it might run you about three thousand, four thousand dollars, depending on where you're staying. You know how how luxurious you want it to be and the activities that you want to do. So mm-hmm. something like that. Is that now, per person? Cruise <laughs> season is back now. Are people afraid to go on cruises? How safe are these cruises now since that whole pandemic Corona mm-hmm. scare? So you know, people are cruising again, and you find that I think there's so many people have been vaccinated that you know we kind of have reached the herd immunity piece. But you know, clearly you have to judge when you're going. Like if you're sick, don't go. You know, if you're coughing and having you know fits and 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 sick, you should you know decide not to go because you don't want to infect other people. 
But it's really, it's one of these things now. I think it's, it's become an endemic and not a, you know, pandemic anymore. So it's similar to getting the flu, getting the cold, because everybody's out, you know, mixing, you know, mixing again. Let's talk about for Black women specifically traveling solo. Where are some safe places for sisters if she just want to go by herself? So, I, well, I travel a lot by myself and I, I am a Black woman. Um, but I, I've gone to um, Dubai by myself. I, I mean, you can go to Morocco, Paris. I mean, pretty much any city, um, you know, internationally. I've never had an issue. I mean, I think you need to be, you know, obviously aware of your surroundings, what's going on. But I, you know, I don't see any listings in my, my travel advisories about, you know, women avoiding these towns or avoiding these cities. Um, I think if, if you, you know, depending on where you're going and how long you're staying, um, you can make pretty much any place work for you. Um, Even like Dubai, but, you because know, Dubai t- can be a little tricky. Yeah. You know, I've never actually had any problems with Dubai, and I actually find it to be one of the safer places I've gone. Um, I don't feel like I've been, you know, singled out. Um, I mean, I dress just normally, you know, I mean, if I'm going to go into a mosque or, you know, into any any type of religious area, I'm going to obviously cover my head and, you know, and my ankles and things like that. But I've never felt, um, you know, kind of... See, that's the key, because I think wherever you travel, you need to, especially if you're traveling solo as a woman, you should make sure... You know, like even like with the like, there are some people that just culturally are not aware of certain things. So, I think the, the suggestion would be to make sure that you understand the culture that you're going to and things, so you're not, you know, being disrespectful. I think that that is absolutely, probably, absolutely. Yeah, and I always tell women, you know, put put a scarf in your bag and just keep the scarf with you at all times because you never know when you're going to need it. You know, to pull out and cover your hair, your shoulders, what have you. Um, but uh, I can't think of one place I've traveled where I thought, you know what, I'm not coming back here because I don't feel safe. Coming up, K. Michelle, it's Cafe Mocha. Cafe Mocha, Angelique along with Yo-Yo on the line. She's the problem. (laughs) The name of the album is I'm the Problem. She just got off a 21 City Tour. K. Michelle is joining us. Welcome to Cafe Mocha. You haven't been here before, have you? No, I haven't. Well, you got to play with us. Tell us about the album. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm excited to be here. Thank y'all for having me. Tell us about the album, I'm the Problem. First of all, the title, I'm the Problem. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, I'm poking. You know, I'm just kind of poking. I um Since I got in the game, I've always been very outspoken, and I might have been more outspoken than people would like but like through years um and being in the game for now like um until we celebrated 10 years in the game okay and just being through all of that and going through it and I said you know what I'm just gonna name the album I'm the problem because no matter how much you grow and no matter how much you show, it's still going to be people who are going to remind you of the mistakes that you have made you know Mm. in your life so so (laughs) instead of just you know, running from no, 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 and trying to always explain yourself, I'm going to let you think what you need to think. And I'm going to do what I need to do. I love the title, first of all, because, of course, I've, you know, been able to be one of your castmates on um, Love and Hip Hop. And and, uh, Problems, Uh it seems like, followed Love and Hip Hop artists and, you know, forever. I think it's just because the world Uh sees you in a different, different light. When you say, I am the problem, 
what was the problem? What do you feel was the problem? I think it was growing pains. I don't think there's a manual on how to become a woman mm-hmm. or, um, you know, like a manual on how to get thrown into the public eye. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And how you're supposed to react and supposed to feel. And I feel like um, a lot of my problems that I had within, in the industry, I remember when I spoke out about my abuse and it was so crazy. I never thought that I would become the problem for speaking on my abuse. Mm. And I think mm. that was my first hatred that started to build up in me. Like, I, I, you know, I didn't have an awful life and things like that. I didn't, I didn't have hate for people or hate for things. I How did you like, learn to let it go? Like, I have it. I see, if you want me to be honest with you, um, I don't let it beat me up every day. But some, like doing interviews now for the album, I realize that I'm still triggered by some of the questions or some of the things that you know have happened in the business i might not have i might have thought i was over them but maybe i was just tucked away and you know i didn't really want to come out in public or sing or be bothered so maybe that healing that i thought i had to heal that hate maybe i thought it maybe it's not healing maybe you were just numb and away from things yeah Yeah, maybe it's part of your journey you're, you're being so yeah. fearless doing this country music. I mean, that that's that's mm-hmm. pushing through right there. You've gotten a lot of criticism. You've gotten a lot of people yes. not really digging. I mean, how's that been on going country? Oh, I love the song, by the way. If I'm telling you the truth, thank you. And it, but if I'm saying truth, even about country, um, we like to beat each other up as a race. And we beat each other down so badly. It's like once mm. one thing happens, with us in the African-American community, the first thing we want to holler is cancel. Yeah. I watch other cultures and different things still stick together, even when they know they're wrong. For so long, I was told I could not sing country because of basically, I guess, how they thought a country singer supposed to look. It can't be because of how I grew up, because that's exactly who I am and grew up. And um, going into country, it's always my people that tell me a lot that I couldn't do country. Also, don't get it twisted. It's not a lot of us in country music. Right. I had never yeah. completely walked into that. I was just told I was going to have a hard time. And for the past two years, I've been just creating a project there, paying my dues, starting over as a new artist. And country, the country music industry has been so embracing and healing mm-hmm. for me. They have been there. It's been about my talent. It's been not about, they don't know about no love and hip hop. They don't care. Like it's only been based in my talent in Nashville. And that's been kind of one of the happiest moments for me. Like, you know, for Dolly Parton, she wrote me a record. I have a record on my album from Dolly. Billy Ray Cyrus took me in. Um, My other idol, Leanne Womack, that's my favorite. That's, and she came to my home. We went out to dinner She's like a mentor. Um, the Judge, the Rolling Stones just announced that I'm on the Judge tribute album um, nice. with Jelly Roll and Dolly Parton and Reba McIntyre. And I grew up, the first tape I ever got in my entire life was the Judge. And um, it's a full circle moment for me to, for Naomi to pass, God rest her soul, for her, mm-hmm. Naomi to pass, and my favorite song that, I ever have sang that made me want to be a country singer, what are the mm-hmm. chances that I would be singing it years later 
for the artist tribute album, Who's Past, that particular song. Wow. Right. I think that's crazy. Like, I didn't <laughs> ask for that record. Yeah. I didn't even ask for it. Like, how do you Full circle that? moment. Like, yeah. So I'm hyped, y'all. Like, it's a whole community of, of, of African Americans in Nashville who are really fighting and trying to pave the way and that get overlooked from their own. And it's a whole community. Like, and they're really talented and amazing. So I just feel like I kind of entered into a tribe right now that is, mm. that is good for me. I love, I it. love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it for you. I love it for you. I love it for you. And I I've been watching see. some of the videos. What are you, milking them? <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> so that, can I tell you something? You know how, like, okay, they'll come with the ideas and do the video. I'm the girl that'll say, oh, that was a little miss. Like, you know, you do you know, I don't right. Let's put the men in there. See, I wanted to milk the man. And ended up, didn't really get to fully milk the man. Because, you know, I'm like into farms. You know, I'm on a farm right now. Everything. So I was like, yeah. I'm not leaving. Even for my R&B album, I'm not leaving mm-hmm. the farm. Right. We got to shoot R&B right here on the farm. So it was all these ideas to get it. But uh, I think I should have left that shot alone. <laughs> Cafe Mocha, we're on the line with K. Michelle. I want to shift gears right now and talk about my killer body. Body. (laughs) Give me body. (laughs) How did that come about? And talk about the show a little bit. Um, Well, I um, went through a lot of stuff with my body because I had silicone. And I knew so many girls that were doing it in the business. And it was starting to grow outside of the business, this one guy, like, he was getting to everybody, like, I mean, all of your favorite people, rappers, actresses, everybody, all went to this one guy, so I just started having all of these symptoms and things like that, the doctors didn't know what was wrong with me, they was running all types of blood work, and they told me I had lupus, and for two weeks, me and my mom, whole family cried and, you know, just praying. They did another panel. That panel came back and said I didn't have lupus. So I was happy I didn't have lupus, but I also was like, well, tell me what's wrong with me. And I realized they was like, is anything that you've done? I said, oh, well, I got these butt shots. Like, I did that, but I had did it like six years ago, you know? She Mm -hmm. felt like, yeah, I got these butt shots. And they was like, butt shots? Like, you know, it really, really, doctors still was like, what? They thought I was talking about implants. Mm-hmm. So they called for MRI, y'all, and the whole inside of my body, you could see the foreign substance. It was black. My MRI was black. Wow. And everything was black in me. So they immediately, I, you know, started to read. My doctor now, I'm, I love him to death, my general doctor. He started to just kind of panic and, you know, read and try to see. I don't even know how to treat this or what this is. So um, we found there was a doctor. He found a doctor. And the, and the truth was, um, you cannot. Once you put silicone in your body, free-floating silicone, you'll never get it out of your system. You have mm-hmm. to live with it the rest of your life. Wow. Um, the only thing you can do because it's motor oil in your body. You can't like, you know, it's not in a bag to pull it out. So the only thing you do is cut it out of you um, in chunks Ooh. and in pieces and in things. So I was very open 
about it, and I wanted to do something. And my dear friend Jesse Collins um, and Dion reached out and said, "Why don't you tell your story so you can help people?" And I was so happy. Um, and they had also checked on me through thirteen surgeries to live. One one of the times they almost passed away. I had, was brushed for blood transfusion. My mother was sitting there. They didn't know what. I was super weak because my body was going through back to back, being put to sleep, up and down, back to back. It was just bad. And so um, I didn't want people to go through that. So I didn't care who laughed or who wanted to make it a joke or thought that it wasn't serious until they actually saw. But I was determined that I was going to tell every woman. So I started answering emails from every woman that I got and could while I was on bed rest. And then the TV show came. And what's been the response to it? Oh, I felt like, like a, a, what, a street doctor. Because <laughs> um, every day, it's an everyday thing for me. Like, I can't go anywhere without, can you please help me? Um, I can't open up my emails without at least, you know, 50 to 100 women, honestly, is, a day. Is it the wrong doctor or it's just no to plastic surgery? Is it, you know, what is it? Wrong doctor. I'm not against plastic surgery, and I like to always put that out there. Um, it's about knowing what you're getting into, accepting the consequences of what it is that can happen. For me, I didn't even go to a doctor. What I don't think people understand is butt shots are not surgery. Butt right. shots are someone with a product injecting them. Even though this guy, you know, in Colombia and certain places, they are illegal, not in the U.S. So when I went, I still spit you know, a good amount of money. And I knew I was using the best. Like when I say like, if y'all knew these people, like the best shakes, the best. So they didn't know how to treat that. That wasn't like you went into the doctor and died on the table, you know, or had that lipo. This is a procedure that most women are suffering from right now, guys, that is not even legal and is not even done in a hospital. Mm. So I just thought people kind of needed to know. And now people are very aware and alert and scared, you know, to perform that and to do that. What do you think about this craze with the Brazilian butt lifts? I know you said you're not against plastic surgery, but what do you think about the craze of not just celebrity women, but everyday women feeling like they have to go do this to be competitive? I would say the pressure of being competitive is real. I'm definitely not opposed to uh, the Brazilian butt lifts or whatever. You should know your doctor. What you also should know is your health. I, if I have to go into any surgery, even then because it was so much, you should have, I, I would say, get at least two to three doctors to check your heart, your EKGs, and to make sure, you're, you know, everything is okay with your blood and everything like that before you go to do, go and do it. Running off to a foreign country because it's cheaper and running off where they're going to quickly tell you you can get on the table because they want your money, that isn't it. If this is something you want to do, you can't just take the cheapest route when it comes to your and body because you don't get but one. And I remember the time when it was just, you know, artists who felt like they, you know, they had a reason to do it. They're on stage. They have this look. They have to, you know, keep up. You mean to have so many everyday women doing it. Yes. And you've been in the game such a long time and now moving into a whole decade of other women. Now you have young kids coming up. Do you, mm -hmm. you know, from loving hip hop to, you know, uh, your body 
change and all of, do you feel like th there's a part of you that wants to say, you know, to the young girls that it's going to continue to change, you don't really need it, or, you, you know what I mean? Because now that we know how influential we are to the society, especially our communities. I, you know what, I do. I do. If you always like a catch a live or like an interview, I've been very big. I still like in my shows, like it was, it's crazy. Like in my shows, I still have, um, I think because of the topic I sing about, I still have like, you know, 20 year olds. And it's, I always tell them you beautiful, like nothing's wrong with you this and that. But we all on this phone can be honest and say, you can try to teach, you can try to preach. That does not mean that these women or men doing it are going to listen to you. I was hard-headed. I needed, I had to experience what I experienced. I tell them the dangers, and I also speak on, like, my friends who ain't got no surgery. When I tell you they so, they so fine and pretty. When I start, like, just body, just, like, smooth and natural, that natural grown woman on them. Um, yeah. I'd be looking at them like, dang, I wish I didn't have any surgery. Or I wish I, you know, didn't have to do or whatever. So I do say it. I say it often. You know, I do not glorify surgery, but I do speak on my beliefs on not being um, fully against it and what you need to do. But I also speak very often on, I promise you, give yourself some years, you know, to fill in and look. I promise you, you're not going to want it. We've been loving her for a long time. K. Michelle, new album, I'm the Problem. I'm the Problem. Tell them where they can find you and the new single and album. You guys can find me at K. Michelle Music. I've just been putting out a lot of singles just because it is my last R&B album. So you can listen to Blame Yourself everywhere, all on Apple um, and different places. And I'll be seeing y'all soon on a new TV show. I can't wait to see you. Thank you. I love y'all. Thank y'all for having me. Thank you. Love you too. Thank you so much, K. Michelle. Congratulations. If you haven't checked it out yet, make sure you check out her TV show on Lifetime called Killer Body with K. Michelle. It's Cafe Mocha. We're at Cafe Mocha Radio. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, 
For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. It's Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha. Lonnie Love, Angelique, and Yo-Yo. And on the line, one of my favorite women. Ugh. Comedian, actress, mother. We had to have her come on. Kim Whitley from Act Your Age, Saturdays, 8 p.m. on Bounce TV. What's happening, Kim? What's up, Lonnie? Oh, sorry. Just loud. <laughs> <laughs> what up? Yo, yo, on there, Angelique. Hello. You know, first of all, it's good to be a mother and it's good to be working in this industry. Uh, let's talk about Act Your Age, which is on Bounce TV. Let's because it's it's kind of historic because this is like their first sitcom and it was a it's a hit, a, a huge hit for Bounce TV. I was surprised, and you're right, it's absolutely a blessing the show, but absolutely being a mother because you know I needed that that change. I needed that money, honey. Uh, being a single mom is rough out here, but this show came right on time. It is hysterical, uh, you know, and I'm going to be honest with you, ladies, you know, when they said Bounce TV, you know, because it's kind of, you know, it's a new network. And I was like, Bounce, let me tell you something. They treated us like queens. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. They took care of us. Uh, we broke the record when it premiered, 2.1 or 2.14 million viewers. Um, just really unexpected and a blessing that everyone tuned in uh, that we talked to uh, to act trades on Saturdays. I mean, it was amazing. You know what I like about the the first of all, it's funny. You know, it's you, it's Yvette Nicole Brown, it's uh, Tisha Campbell, but the lighting. Is so beautiful. <laughs> you about to make me run out this house. Did you say the lighting? <laughs> Only you would notice something like that. That is, let me tell you, that's a testament to the lighting department because you sound like my daddy. My daddy has always been like, you know, they don't know how to light black folks. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to tell my dad you said this. On the white sitcoms, I'm just going to keep it real. The they yeah. uh, A lot of times, people don't know this, they would cast, they wouldn't cast like a dark-skinned person because the rest of the cast was so white, it's hard to light that yeah. dark-skinned person. And now, yeah. you know, we have all this technology with lighting, especially for people of color. And I mean, the the richness and the tone. And Kim, your tone has always been a beautiful, uh, a rich tone. Great job um, with that. Now, let's talk about your character um, for Act Your Age. Talk a little bit about it. I appreciate it. Well, I was cracking it because I said, without that beautiful lighting, I normally look like the Crypt Keeper. I don't know how to take this line. I don't no. know how to take this Okay. Okay. Oh my God. So I play Bernadette. Bernadette is, I would say, the the glue that keeps these girls together. These ladies. I am a real estate mogul, and I own the uh, penthouse. uh, Well, I actually own the whole building where we live in this penthouse together. And it's a character that I have 
uh, not really played before, Lonnie, because I'm used to like the Tisha character being wild and crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they presented it to me, I was like, oh, Lord. So sometimes on the set, I, I kind of wanted to go crazy. And they both would look at me. I was like, I know that's not my character. Um, <laughs> you know, so I think I'm a mixture of Yvette Nicole Brown's character and Tisha's character. A little church, a little wildness, and then you got Bernadette. Yeah, yeah. So for those who don't understand what the show is all about, what is the show all about? The Actor show age. is about, the actor age is about what I'm living now. And I think what a lot of us uh, live in this generation that we're in, it's about three women who've been friends, you know, since childhood, but they've gone through their life. One has, was married to a, a congressman. He passed away. The other one has been married, divorced, married, divorced. And they're all, and Bernadette had a baby, but they all are single at this point in their life. And they say, why are we struggling and, and can't see each other and, you know, want to be together? We don't have to be married. Let's live together. And they all live together and go through life you know, in this one house, kind of like the Golden Girls, but maybe the Golden Chocolate Girls. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And a little sex in the city, yeah. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Kim Whitley, star of Actor Age, Saturdays, 8 p.m. on Bounce TV. Kim, you know, it's it's been a long time since we've had a sitcom um, that had not one, not two, but three Black uh, females as leads. Right now you have Abbott Elementary um, and now you have At Your Age. How does it feel to be making history like this? Wow, I like that, you know. Um, it's You know, it's really interesting, Lonnie. I think about making history. When I made history before with three African-American women on BET yep. with the talk show O-Drama. Yep. I don't know, I think I work in speed. <laughs> um <laughs> But I, you know what? It feels good. I think there should be more than just us. There should be lot. We have so many stories that we can tell mm-hmm. that I think, you know, it's great. But this is just an example of what else can happen. But you Don't have longevity, though, too, Kim. You've been, I mean, what keeps you going in an industry that isn't necessarily made for us? Like, can you give, because there are a lot of sisters out there that's, you know, like, they may not want right. to be actresses, but they want to do something in their life. They want to open up a business. They want to, what can you tell them to keep going, how to keep going? You know what? I think, I know that the truth is this. If you live, long enough and keep living, you will end up in with history, history in your life. You look back and you're like, oh, I would have, could have. So instead of wasting the time, make your story, make your history and, 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 and just keep going. I'm going to wake up, hopefully uh, the Lord let me, but every day you wake up. So why not wake up and do something you enjoy doing? So if I can encourage people out there to really network and ask questions and talk to people and see what you can do and keep going, because your success might be one level compared to someone else. And, you know, Yo-Yo, this is the this is the thing about this industry and Mm -hmm. about having faith. And Kim, I'm you know, I'm going to disclose a personal conversation that we had. And um, when we were Mm -hmm. on uh, we were doing E-Daily Pop and 
you remember when you came to me and you said, you know, my my uh, my agents told me that I need to stay in town because, you know, I had missed the Abbott Elementary audition. And, mm-hmm. you know, you missed that audition. Um, and, of course, it, it went to someone else, Shirley Ralph. And um, the thing that is amazing is you didn't miss the audition because you ended up getting at your age where you're the lead and you're the star. That's how this uh, industry works. Uh, preach, preach it. <laughs> but I think that's how, but, but that's how life works. Yeah. You hit that on the head. People get disgruntled and they're upset. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't get that or that promotion or something happened. But if you have faith and if you wait, that wasn't yours. Mm-hmm. Yours is something else because you're absolutely right. I would have not gotten what I was supposed to get. Definitely. Absolutely agree with that. Kim, what's the I'm relationship the- like with his birth mother? Is she around? And have you decided, um, you know, what is going to be the, the relationship with Joshua? Will, will he get to meet her or what? Absolutely. Now, it's so funny. I've heard with adoptive kids, girls are different than boys. Girls start at eight or nine or whatever. They ask, you know, where's my mother, my birth mom? Can I meet her? Blah, blah, blah. They say boys are different. And what I have found so far is he, yeah, he'll ask, not really ask, he, you know, he doesn't really care. Now, I've, I've seen this pattern, but I have a relationship with, a relationship with her. No matter of fact, she just called me. Um, so I know her. And what I do is I keep the relationship with her so that one day he will be able to meet her when he wants to. That, that, I have no problem with that. But right now, I remember the lady at the court told me when I went and finished the uh, case with Joshua. And never forget, the black lady been in the business, a lawyer for years. Uh, a couple of women, they said, I'm going to be honest with you. They said, do not let him meet his birth mom early. Mm. He said, what they have found through the years is the children worry about their birth mom on the streets. Is she okay? Mm-hmm. What can we do? Can we go find her? If they meet her and they and then they feel like she's in need and she's not like, you know, living in a house and doing well, mm-hmm. they're constantly trying to find them and help them. Mm-hmm. So she said, if you can, don't, don't, don't do it. And I, you know, I go with people who've lived and been in this business. You got to listen to what they say and then decide on your own. And so far he's been okay. And if he asked me, I'm going to probably, you know, wait till he's you know, 16, 17 years old. And I'll introduce him. Yeah. You know, there you go. That's... Because one thing I don't like people to do is not tell their children they are adopted until they're older. If you are listening to me, that is the worst thing you can do. You start using the word adoption from day one. They might mm. not know what it means. They might mm. not. They might be six or something. Like, why do you say adopted? And then you tell them. I've been using that word. My, father, my, my son, Joshua, has never been like, I don't understand that. Or what does that mean? Or I'm, then you'll see what happens when you start saying adopted, you will find out there are other adopted kids. You will find out your friends are adopted and he will have a world without me even knowing of adopted people or her. You cannot, if they find out as a team, you have found that it has been a disservice to them. Uh, I have friends whose children have gotten on drugs. They've run away. They've been upset because you have really told them their life has been a lie. Hmm. You have got to use the word adoption with children so it won't be something strange. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the espresso. I'm Angelique. 
We lost Jackie O from Wild and Out back in May. The cause of her death is official complications from plastic surgery. Here's her man, D.C., at her funeral. When a smile is on my face and I'm kicking it and I'm happy, the higher power granted me the strength to continue to keep going. I love you, Jack. Meanwhile, in New York, Trump has been accused of lying about the worth of his properties. Donald Trump and the other defendants have committed persistent and repeated fraud. No matter how powerful you are, no matter how much money you think you may have, no one is above the law. The new Exorcist is out, and it stars a big fan, Leslie Odom Jr. from Hamilton. When I heard that David was making this, I sent my agent an email. I sent them an email like, just so you know, this is a dream project. And uh, I don't know, seven or eight months later, I got a, a call to to join David on this adventure. That's the espresso. It's Cafe um, Mocha on the line. Kim Whitley from Bounce at Your Age. Also, back in 1981, a comedy legend, Mel Brooks, released a crazy movie called History of the World Part One. Fans wanted and waited for part two. And finally, it came 40-something years later. And... Kim Whitley is in it. Can you talk about the making of History of the World Part 2? Oh, my God. History of the World Part 2 on Hulu. Crazy Wanda Sykes called me and said, you want to come play this part? I was like, what? She's doing Shirley Chisholm and asked me to play Shirley Chisholm's best friend, Flo. I didn't even know Shirley Chisholm had a friend named Flo. And they did it like in the old sitcom. And when I tell you I had to keep climbing through this window, I was like, y'all know I ain't 20 years old climbing through this window. Oh, it was crazy for Ness Mitchells and it playing Jesse Jackson. And, you know, when you get to work with your friends, Lonnie, as, as we know, um, it is different. You just, you're relaxed, you act a fool, and you have fun. And it turned out, it's very funny. I've watched um, the different episodes, the different skits. Hilarious. Mel Brooks is doing the voiceover. And if you just want to watch something that you don't have to think and just laugh, then you should watch History of the World Part Two on, on uh, Hulu. Was so, Mel Brooks thank you for that. in the production? Or did you get to meet Mel Brooks? You know what? He came to the premiere. Uh, he was there all of seven minutes and thirty seconds. Uh, <laughs> was, yeah. He's up and there in age, past, though, right? <laughs> yes, yes. It was past his bedtime. It was just good to see him. I'm, you know, glad that he's still doing it. Um, as you know, a legend, a legend. So um, I was very excited about that. I didn't get to work with him, but you know, this has been a great, great Mother's Day. It's always good, Kim, to talk to you. I do appreciate it. And if you haven't listened to Two Funny Mamas, it is a mocha podcast and an award-winning, image award-winning podcast with Kim And it's a hoot. And and Sherry Shepard. Thank you so much, Kim. At Your Age comes on Saturdays, 8 p.m. on Bounce TV. Happy Mother's Day again, my love. Talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Thanks, y'all. Bye-bye. If you miss any part of the show, make sure you go to wherever you listen to podcasts. Type in Cafe Mocha Radio or better yet, go to mochapodcastnetwork.com and check out our show and a bunch of other shows that we produce. Until next weekend, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Super Radio. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.
Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.